It is Thursday, March 23rd, and this is your Morning Mud. This episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. You are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud to make the switch today. Good morning, everyone. I am Matt Wright, Editor-in-Chief of Muddied Waters Media, here to bring you the news. I hope everybody out there is having a fantastic Thursday. Your week is almost over. Um, So let's get into the news. Uh, Yesterday, the uh, Fed, after a period of silence, uh, announced that in order to reduce inflation and make the economy more stable, they will be raising rates by a quarter of a percent, bringing the interest rate from 475 to 5%. Now, this seems like something small, but after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and others, Um, a lot of people were thinking that they were not, in fact, going to raise rates this month in order to give banks a little bit of a buffer, in order to give banks a little bit of a buffer before they continued raising interest rates uh, in the future to try to slow down inflation. Um, So in response to the... Uh, in response to the collapse of the two banks, though, uh, and nearly two weeks of banking turmoil, Federal Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said, "It's clear we need to. It's clear we do need to strengthen supervision and regulation." Noting the central bank would uh, be doing an internal review. So instead of trying to give them a little bit of a buffer or anything like that, he's going to raise the rates. He's going to try to uh, get legislation introduced into Congress because the Fed can't actually do this uh, in order to get uh, more regulation on the banks. And then they'll be doing the reviews themselves there at the Fed, although nobody can really do a review of the Fed. Because that makes sense. Um, He went on to say, at a basic level, Silicon Valley bank management failed badly. We now know that supervisors saw these risks and intervened. My only interest is that we identify what went wrong here. But Powell did say that the Fed wouldn't jump to conclusions um, and stated it would be inappropriate for me at this stage to offer my views on what the answers might be. And the answers everybody we know what the answers are at this point. Uh, they were buying, the, the banks were investing the money that they had uh, deposited into the bank into government bonds. When they were getting government bonds at a low interest rate, those were collecting money slowly. But then once the Fed raised the rate, it basically made the old government bonds worthless because you aren't going to get the same rate on those. 
So when you invested on it, you, en you end up losing so much money uh, playing this sort of Ponzi scheme with the Fed when you do these, when you do these bonds, uh, especially in a time period when interest rates are going up and inflation is going up and you know the economy is teetering on the edge of a recession. So we know what happened. He doesn't want to say what happened because it was bad economic policy that's been going on in this country for a very long time that led us to this point. Over the last couple of years, yes, it's gotten worse, but I'm not going to only say this is Biden's fault. It's This was the fault of uh, years in years of bad economic planning by uh, a multitude of presidents across the board. So, so they decided that they were going to uh, raise the interest rate. And by doing so, what they are essentially doing is slowing down the economy. Because if there's less money that's going out and the money that's going out comes with higher interest rates, less people are less banks. And so whoever is going to borrow, uh, less people will get credit cards at 24, 25, 26% interest. So they will, you know, continue to, so they'll continue to try to slow down the amount of money that's going out and going out into the economy by raising these interest rates. But because of that, less money will be spent in the economy, which means People are going to lose their jobs. Unemployment is absolutely going to rise because of the because of the inflation numbers and now the interest rate hikes from the Fed. Um, so the Fed has actually predicted that unemployment will rise to 4.5% by the end of the year or more than 1 million Americans out of work by 2023. And this sounds like a lot, and it is. Um, and while I don't want anybody to lose their jobs in, but I want the economy to get back on track doing either, like, this is a lose, lose situation either way, because you have the fed that's going to be making money and still in control of everything or, and people losing jobs or people don't lose their jobs and the fed stays in control and inflation continues to run amok. So you kind of are stuck with this different, uh, with these two differing situations but there's no winners in it except for the people who get to keep their jobs uh, i mean that's really it but it, it, everybody else kind of loses because inflation will continue to rise interest rates will continue to go up um and even jerome powell said we need we have to get uh we have to bring inflation down to two percent there are real costs to bring it down to two percent but the costs of failing are much higher if the central bank doesn't get inflation back in place, you can have a long series of years where inflation is high and volatile. And it's hard to invest capital, it's hard for an economy to perform well, and we're looking to avoid that. Then he went on to add, we're very focused on getting inflation down. We know in the longer run that this is the thing that will most benefit the people we serve. You can have very, very long expansions without high inflation. We, ha we had several of those, and they're very good for people. And yes, you can have expansion without inflation. The issue is when you're injecting trillions of dollars into the economy while nobody is actually doing things, you end up with this inflation. 2020 
when uh, Trump passed the largest uh, budget ever at the time. And I, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head because it seems so minuscule at this point, but like $3.1 trillion or whatever it was. Um, when that was happening, it was absolutely unheard of, but they said it was for the pandemic. We need to get people $1,200. Now, at the time I did the math and I don't remember what it is off the top of my head right now, but if you take, you know, the 325 million Americans and you take the people who are over 18 and that, so it takes it down to like 275 million Americans or somewhere around there, probably more, probably less. And you multiply that by $1,200, you don't get $3.1 trillion. You get much less. So the rest of the money was in there to try to stimulate the economy in an economy where nobody was allowed to go out. Nobody was allowed to do anything. You had to sit at home and that's it. Like you could sit at home and people at Netflix made money. People at Amazon made money. People, um, people at Sam's club and Costco made money, but nobody else could really make money. They just had to sit at home and not do anything. Even landlords couldn't make money because they were told that if they kicked people out of the houses that they would be uh, federally prosecuted for it. They did a uh, rent moratorium. They did a federal rent moratorium. Um, so it was impossible to get money coming in and they were just like, okay, we're just going to throw money at this problem that's going to raise. Then in the next year, 2021, Joe Biden passed the biggest budget ever. And now here we are 2023. He's offering $7 trillion budget. He wants a $7 trillion budget. And it astounds me that they don't see the correlation between the $7 trillion budget and the inflation rates or this $5 trillion budget or whatever last year. I don't even remember what last year's was because $7 trillion is the only one I have in my brain. Um, so we're stuck in a situation where the Fed's like, yes, please pass these budgets because we want to loan you this money at this interest rate. And the people in Congress, both sides, uh, are saying, okay, let's let's pass these budgets because we need to do these things because it's the right thing to do right now. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, we're going to do that. And then interest rates and uh, inflation goes up and then interest rates grow, go up and then that leads to unemployment. And shockingly, one of the people who's been very vocal and excited about this. Um, not really. So she's actually been kind of on our side here, but probably not for the right reasons. Uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, apparently hates uh, Jerome Powell and has spoke out against the rate hike that they did yesterday. Uh, she said, I really wish I had an Elizabeth Warren impersonation, but when the Fed uses language like we're trying to cool the economy or slow the economy, the translation behind that is we're trying to increase unemployment, which, yes, and the Fed has admitted to this. Um, the Fed has admitted to this, but she went on to say what he's trying to do is get two million people laid off. That's the direction he's trying to push this. I think he is a dangerous man to have in this job. And yes, I, you know what? Finally, there's something I agree with Elizabeth Warren on. He is a dangerous person to have in this job. But where we differ is I think anybody is a dangerous person to have in that job because that job should not exist because that entity should not exist. That's it. That's really it. That's, that's it. We'll be right back after these commercials. 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Glad everybody's still here with me. Um, so as we talked about yesterday on the program, uh, yes, as we said yesterday, welcome back. Glad everybody's still here with me. Uh, as we said yesterday on the program, there were going to be some Senate hearings uh, largely surrounding uh, the healthcare industry uh, yesterday. And we said that the, that the hearing that the hearing with Stephane Mansell, uh, the CEO of Moderna, was going to be the one that had quite a few fireworks popping off. Now, a lot of the people who lashed out at uh, Stephane Mansell uh, were the Democrats, and they were very upset because his plan, his company has a plan to quadruple the price of his COVID-19 shots um, and the current cost, which I did not know this until today, uh, the current cost of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine booster is roughly $26. And they want to raise the price up to $130 per dose in the United States once the public health emergency ends. That means that they want you, you, to pay $130 for a shot that doesn't guarantee you don't get the virus, a shot that doesn't guarantee you won't uh, transmit the virus, $130 for a shot that... uh, possibly could be there's a chance that if you get the shot and then you get the virus that the uh, side effects that you're going to have from the virus are going to be worse than if you would have just gotten the virus without the shot they want you to pay 130 dollars for that now democrats weren't worried about that weren't worried about that what they were worried about We'll go with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders said, I would hope very much you would reconsider that decision. I would, it would cost the taxpayer of this country billions of dollars. And he's right. It would. It would cost the taxpayers of this country billions of dollars. But it would cost the, the taxpayers of this country billions of dollars for a shot that doesn't work. Um, Bansell told the committee that the price was not tied to the company's financial performance, but was rather a reflection of what he referred to as these shots value. And if you can value a shot that doesn't do what it's intended to do at $130, 
I have a pen right here that I would like to sell you for 20 bucks because it too does not work in the way that it is intended. Um, I don't even know why I have that sitting here. Um, many of the people on the Democrats were very uh, concerned about the, 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 the price increase of the shot. Um, Sanders pressed Bansell on whether he could guarantee the U.S. would not uh, would not pay a higher price than other countries for the vaccine, considering the U.S. government's involvement in its creation. And Bansell stated he could not say the U.S. would pay a lower price than other countries. Uh, Senator Tammy Baldwin out of Wisconsin said more than one quarter of Americans struggle to pay for their prescription medications. These same Americans are the taxpayers who are footing the bill for research and drug development that companies like Moderna are benefiting from. Um, Bansell said the U.S. government gave us and four other vaccine companies funding to accelerate clinical trials. While the government provided $1.7 in grant funding, Moderna returned $2.9 billion. Um, the, the Democrats are looking at this correctly but incorrectly. They are looking at it from through the right lens but not the right side of the binoculars or the telescope um, or a microscope, whichever they're looking at it separately uh, because they're sitting there and they're saying, okay, you want to, because yes, absolutely. They are wanting to raise the cost of the shot four times, which is going to fall back on the American taxpayer. And that's not right. And this isn't fair. Why aren't you asking them why the shot doesn't work? Instead, you are asking him, why do you want to raise the cost of this? No. Why do you want to raise the cost on something that doesn't work the way that we have been marketing it and promising and sending it out? Instead, say, hey, if you get us a shot that works, maybe we can talk. But if you don't have a shot that works, then why would we give you this money? Why would we pay for a good that does not deliver on the things that you said it was going to deliver? Until you do that, Fuck off. Just so everybody knows, this weekend is my birthday. Um, so if you are out there and you are listening to this show and you want to give me a birthday present, which I would greatly, greatly appreciate, please head on over to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe and hit the old subscribe button. Uh, you get... The Monday through Thursday show, plus you get a Friday show as well, which is an hour long or longer, and uh, you'll be able to um, have a more react, uh, more more uh, communication with me, and uh, you a whole bevy of stuff. We are working on an entire plan. Uh, my my super wife, super fan Sarah Andreg, and I are working up a great plan for anybody that does join up. Uh, so please, if you are somebody out there who wants to be a part of this and wants to give me something for my birthday, head on over to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe and sign up today. Thank you all so much. That is the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what is happening here at Muddied Waters Media, I ask you to do a couple of simple favors for us. Please, whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, give us a five-star review. Also, 
leave a review. And the biggest way that you can help is by sharing this episode with your friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you again very soon. And remember, where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>